Welcome to Homespun Wisdom Talks with my neighbour, with myself, Sarah Sharman, Daniel Confino, and you might hear some sounds in the background from little Jessie Dog. So, welcome. Here we are again. Indeed. Slightly dismal weather today. Oh, yeah. You get used to just the sun streaming in and... Have you seen how tanned I'm looking? Yes. Yeah, from a pigmentation point of view, we're almost the same. Whoa, 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 Daniel, can you say that? You know, I mean, it doesn't mean that I've got the, the vibe, it doesn't mean I've got the street cred. Yeah. doesn't mean I understand the, you know, growing up issues, but, you know, hey, I, I'm, I'm certainly mid-range, I would say. Okay. Mid-range brown. Mid-range brown. There was, a th <laughs> there was a thing I saw on social media about oh as summer's approaching the thing not to say to people of color oh my goodness my phone is not on silent how to, unprofessional i know I, I deliberately put mine on sleep mode and you know what are you doing oh dear that's that yeah. sorted but this thing on social media was saying the thing not to say to people of color is oh look i'm almost as brown as you now <laughs> as if you get the same treatment on the street just because you're sort of you know oh, you, can, you can almost get one of those dulux color cue cards and say, oh look i'm a you know calypso um brown and, and, yeah. and, and you know same as you yeah look, uh, but read your audience isn't it read your audience see what flies but you know one of the things i wanted to talk to you about sarah maybe that is one of the things is non-verbal communication non-verbal communication non-verbal communication sign language it could be called that oh that certainly is part of it right but i mean non-verbal communication is how you look at people as ah. well Ah, yeah. Something I've been trying to train you in, you know, how to make yourself more interesting. Yes. Um, but we could just cover the whole thing. Sign language, nonverbal communication. Apparently it's nonverbal communication is what most people read when they when you engage with them. I mean there's something about presentations I think they teach you. If you're doing a presentation that eighty percent of it is is nonverbal. It's your body language. Right. And, um, and only 20% of the words you use in terms of the messages that they're picking up. Okay. So it's really a huge subject when we all, you know, particularly people like me that think they can wordsmith what I'm doing to you know, the nth degree and then it will be perfect. Everyone will understand exactly what I'm saying. No, they won't, Daniel. Yeah. They will go on, you know, the tone, they'll judge me before I even get a chance to open my mouth. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, my body language and, you know, there's so many... So many things that uh, that go into the mix. It really is, Daniel, and I didn't actually fully realise until you were saying, because I thought uh, it was mainly just use, the use of hands. I am aware of the body language and eye, eye contact, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's a real... I mean, probably because I spend more of my time in what they call meetings than you do, being a you know performer. Mm. Um, you often look around the table at the body language to see, you know, how people are engaged or not. Do you know what the classic signs of lack of interest are from somebody sitting in a meeting? Uh, snoozing. <laughs> That's pretty at the extreme end. There's a couple of stages before they get there. 
But what's the sign of disengagement or, or dis, you know, sort of like they're not agreeing or they maybe don't like what you're saying even? Folded Have, arms. Folded arms. arms, yeah. Yeah. And the next one is folded legs as well. Uh, but then and, sometimes they could just be trying to keep warm. Well, let's just assume that most buildings are regulation heated mm. to 20 degrees centigrade, 68 degrees Fahrenheit. I know that because that's the temperature at which all my chemicals operate. Oh. when I was doing my old style wet chemical photography yes. 20 is 68 but yeah I mean I don't think that's likely to be the case right. although once I did try and do a deal in Spain yeah. um, involving what they call a manantial which is a source of spring water or mineral water Okay. and we went to visit the source and I should have been more thoughtful about this because the source was way up in the hills oh. above Granada Okay. And we went to visit the Manantial together and had a negotiation up there. And it was literally a negotiation <laughs> based on who could survive the cold. Oh, really? Yeah. And I mean, did you survive? No, I wasn't well prepared. I mean, I, I always like to think that I'm pretty good when yeah. I'm exposed to the cold because, you know, I, I, I like to think that I've got quite a lot of Neanderthal blood in me or, you know, Neanderthal extraction. And um, that is a way of knowing that you're quite um, insensitive to cold. Mm. But I think, uh, I think this, you know, we talked in another episode about how people get the advantage of you over you on uh, during negotiations. Like the Germans drive you very fast. Oh, yeah. And the French give you the wine list yeah. to choose from. Well, obviously the Spaniards try and freeze you to death. You know, I hadn't thought of that at the time. But Right. So, yes, that was a case of where I think I, everything was crossed. Yeah. Um, I was double-crossed, actually. Double cross. <laughs> in that they they should have let me know that this was a trial by ordeal. You know, right. where the person most able to sustain their body heat would eventually win. Yeah. But it's quite interesting when you're in a negotiation. Often you can tell when it's going a bit late, who's about to flake out, and then when you get the advantage, you see people ringing and obviously talking to their wives. You know, trying to have a hushed conversation in the corner of the room, saying, "It's all right, darling. I, I'll try and be home in the next hour or so." Yeah. Know. Or you can see them rearranging things, and and you know then that if you just carry on being boring uh-huh. and holding everyone hostage yeah. by talking nonsense for a bit, that you know at some point they will just decide they've had enough and give up on the points you're arguing about because they actually want to get home hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, it's um, but body language generally in, in meetings is, is is quite interesting. People can actually look out the window, go to the window, open the Venetian blinds. <laughs> couple of slats between a couple of fingers and look out just you know doing nothing very interesting in the car park I once did that actually at a meeting did he yeah I went to the window and there was a, a car park opposite was this like a theatrical moment yes did, I, you, did you plan it strategically you're like okay in between talking about that merger <sighs> I'm going to take three steps towards the window well actually what, what I did take it, a breath and then open the blinds. Well, actually, it was a test in the self-restraint and composure of my junior staff who were with me. Right. I said, at some point during the meeting, this is before the other people came in, I will go to the window and do exactly that. Yeah. And look out. And you are not to laugh or show any signs of recognition. It's supposed to be a serious moment when I'm reflecting. So I went to the window at a crucial point, opened uh-huh. the Venetian blinds, and looked out and said, you know, that is a double helix car park out there 
Well, a very rare example of a double helix car park. What's a double helix car park? It's um, the one where you have a spiral going up and a spiral going down ah. on the same column. Ah, but you only ever see them on kids' toys. No, you know, I think Leonardo da Vinci built one in that famous um, castle in the Loire Valley. Is it Chinon or Chenonso? One of those. He, he's got a double helix. And so there's a there's a, a spiral for going up and a spiral for going down. So I you can see. actually have cars that never meet. You see, it would be quite inconvenient right. to meet a car on a spiral yeah. where you one of you had to back off on a spiral, back up or down. You know that wouldn't work well. No. So there's the double helix, as it's called, which is really the DNA. The double helix. I mean, it's it's all deeply embedded in our thinking. Yeah. So there we are in a meeting, Sarah. Mm -hmm. People crossing their arms, yes. crossing their legs, uh -huh. going to look out of the window. What else might they do? Uh, well, like you're doing right now, have your hands firmly placed on the table because you know I tell you <laughs> off the tapping. <laughs> so you sit there with the fingers spread and you think, I didn't move or else Sarah's going to call me have out. You, have you ever seen, I mean, one thing you should look at if you want, uh, to study nonverbal communication mm. because babies have to use it as they don't yet have great powers of communication. I mean, obviously they use crying a lot. Yeah. Um, sometimes you don't know what they're crying about, but there are, they have other methods. Do you know what they are? One of the most um, powerful ones they've they've got is using their eyes. No, they turn their back on you. They turn your back on you. Yeah, they just turn, and if, and if somebody turns their back on you, shall I try it? No, I don't want to try it. Oh. But it's very hard to maintain a, a conversation with somebody that's turned their back on you. Yeah. And it means it's over. Mm. I am withdrawing from this conversation. Right. And you should try it occasionally. Okay. Yeah. Just turn your back. Aha. Uh -huh. But then they'll probably think, I'm bringing sexy back. <laughs> <laughs> Add a little wiggle, it could change the whole... All right, as you've taken us into that, tell me about how to be sexy using non-verbal communication. What, uh, oh, gosh. What do girls do? And then I'll discuss what boys do. Uh, they tilt their head down a little bit and lift the eye line up. Uh, okay, don't they flick their hair? Some do, but my hair doesn't flick well, I'm not very talking well. about you only. We're talking about womanhood. Women, yeah. Right? yeah well, don't they play, flick their hair? And don't they shut their eyes and then go boom and open them in a, in a big, you know, popping sort of pop, pop, eyes open. And you suddenly get that, oh, yeah. I felt that. And then they sit and, and twiddle a piece of the hair. They'll probably stroke their neck. They'll lean in a bit more. Mm -hmm. They'll uh, undo the next button on their blouse. Maybe, yes. Uncross just... their legs. No, I think they'll cross their legs and and like slink back a bit. I'm trying to do it now, not that you can see. No, no, but this is the challenge of this podcast is for us to communicate using non-verbal communication ideas by, by verbal communication. That is the ultimate paradox yeah. of this podcast. Yeah. But I think people get it because they recognise what we're talking about. They think, yes, that is what girls do. Mm. Isn't it? Yeah. And then they uh, lean forward a little bit. Have you noticed that when yeah. they're wearing a you know, little bit of décolletage? Oh yes. Leaning forward. Leaning forward. Yep. Holding that gaze. What about bending over to pick things up? Mm, the bend and snap. <laughs> Just take yeah. me through that again. How does that work? Oh, so it's a classic. If you've seen Legally Blonde, where you 
Step one foot in front of the other, arch your back, stick your bum out, front leg is straight and you lower down slowly to the floor and you snap back up in one go. And if you, uh, yeah, and you like snatch your hand into your arm and look all cute and be like, oh, oh. Is it, um, I see. But uh, let me see. Here we go. I mean, you're actually finding something in real time, something we have discussed in the past. Are you ready to go now? No. So you heard it. You know, um, yeah. the only problem with that, Sarah, is I now have to do a whole academic analysis of that so that we don't get sued for copyright breach. Oh. Because you went over the allotted time. Did I? And I now have to pretend to do some deep analysis of what was going on there. Yeah. Actually, what everyone listening missed was you just sort of miming along to it, which was a shame we didn't video that uh. and somehow release that separately because it was really quite entertaining. Well, you know, musical theatre is my heart, so... So um, when when a lady's going up the stairs ahead of you, you know, I mean, should you actually always go ahead of her, or is that? I mean, it must be quite uncomfortable, mustn't it? To be, it can be. You know. Yeah. And then, then do you put a little bit of wiggle in your waggle? Wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> or waggle in your wiggle. Or, I suppose that's what the guys do. Yeah. Sometimes I've gone up sideways. <laughs> I was like, I know what this person's doing. I'm just going to take each step a bit like a chorus line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's quite vulnerable, isn't it? I mean, very. You know, and you know, if you've got a nice derriere, or, mm. or maybe not such a nice derriere, it's equally difficult, isn't it? Yeah. And know. hopefully, you've not sat in something, because then they've got full view of. So, do you? Th- <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. And now, do you? Th- well, there's the escalator thing. You know, normally I don't walk up escalators because you know I've got it's like lung tone. problem. But when I see oh. an amazing, you know little pert arse on its way up mm. I will step out from the left from the right rather and, and do my best to follow you oh. know, I'm, I'm that much of a perv but they might give you the kiss of life at the top <laughs> if you keel over <laughs> Daniel try it next time okay. pretend to like faint or something <laughs> you know I was actually on an escalator which had a collapse it's not funny I'm not laughing this I mean time. basically what happened was it was one of the long ones I think at Oxford Circus mm. and what happened is there were some guys high up messing around one of them fell backwards as a result onto his mate and caused a domino of the entire escalator what? so you know once one of you falls it's just like a collapse if, if, if there's no gaps and so one person just knocks into the other and it was the case it was busy the whole escalator came down and it was continuing to run with people falling down and I um Somebody eventually had the presence of mind to press the stop button or whatever there was at the bottom, right? Yeah. And when it was all over and I got back up, and I wasn't hurt, to be fair, mm. the guy in front of me said, could I have my jacket back now? Yeah. <laughs> I grappled at the nearest thing I could, you know, to stop myself falling, and it was him. And I pulled his jacket off in the, in the excitement, so I'd actually taken his jacket off his body. Wow. Um, that was a form of non-verbal communication. Not, yeah. <laughs> 
why don't you just tell me you fancied me? It would have been so much easier. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. that's that's the thing. You know, when people like tapping you in their them lip read, no, their mouthing something to you. Yeah. I'm terrible at lip reading. So I'm like, what are you saying? I don't understand. And then they just have to shout it even though they're trying not yeah, to let yeah. other people listen. So then that's also a skill set to understand what people are saying. Yeah. Especially if they don't enunciate their words or they use yeah. like yeah. all the mouth and other things. And you see how I use my hands then just to be like, show the over-exaggeration. Yeah. When I was working yesterday, I was filming and we had to pretend to be speaking but not actually say any dialogue. But we were actually speaking. No, what was it? We were allowed to speak, but they weren't recording sound. So my uh, my partner who I was with then, we were talking and we were getting very animated about what we were talking about. And then the director was like, less hands, less hands, your hands are too much. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm really into this story. They're like, well... <laughs> you know, talking about uh, lip reading and everything, mm. um, you know, sometimes they use that on in football matches, don't they? When there's been an accusation of r a racial slur on the pitch oh. or something, they often get lip readers in to see what so-and-so said to the other guy. Oh, yes. Because they, they do, there was no recording they? or they couldn't hear, but yeah. they get lip readers in. And there's that great moment in, in the Stanley Kubrick film, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Have you ever seen that? I haven't. You no. should see it, really. Everyone should see it. But there's a, there's a computer that goes wrong mm. called a HAL 9000. Yeah. Uh, they made it HAL because originally it was going to be an IBM. Yeah. But IBM realised that it was going to go wrong and decided that they didn't want their name associated with it. So the, the producers just took each letter after I, B and M, or before, rather, and so it became HAL, you know, rather than... H before I, A before B, and L before M. So it became the HAL 9000. But yeah. everyone knows it was really meant to be an IBM computer. Uh. And so the two humans who are on the spacecraft with mm -hmm. the rogue HAL 9000 yes. uh, realise that they have to have a secret conversation which yeah. the computer can't hear. Right. Uh, because it can overhear everything and understand them. So they go into a little capsule yes. and shut the door uh -huh. and have their conversation but unfortunately there's a window and the computer can see with its cameras through the window and can interpret everything they said by lip reading you see so when they come out it catches them absolutely you know dead so you were plotting to disconnect my memory boards were you oh no yes yes it all goes horribly wrong ah but then I mean, we, we've always been worried about machines haven't we you know taking over and not responding to what we say. Yeah. And we're getting off the subject. So you are going through the semiology. Good word, this. Semiology. The, the science of signs, actually. The science of signs. Semiology. That was taught to me by a, a wonderful young lady who I was at university with, who was so far ahead of everybody in so many ways. Mm. No, nobody could understand her. So what type of signs is this Everything. science? Everything. So we, we were talking about how women make themselves more alluring. Right. More sexy. Yeah. Better notice if they want to attract the attention of some other person. Okay. And let's just not be gender specific here because, you know, the world has moved on a lot. Right. Um, you know, and the ways they can do that. Popping the eyes, flicking the hair, leaning forward, mm. waggling the arse, you know. I mean, we, 
What about us guys? What about you guys? What do we do to what be What do you do? Rule number one is tuck in the stomach when going by somebody you fancy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Breathe in. Pull that stomach in. Don't breathe for the duration, you know, and until you get past. And then you can exhale loudly, you know. Yeah. Hoping that, that you know, your flat stomach was duly appreciated. Uh-huh. What else can you do? Uh... I don't know, I see guys play with their hair a lot too. Yeah. They do that brushing thing at the front of their really, hair. That's a new thing, obviously, you know. Mm. Putting down a plat on a more iridium credit card is is quite helpful when you pay for something. Yeah. I mean the whole world just stops for that nanosecond and everyone turns to appreciate. Men tend to rely on things more than, you know, the sort of intrinsic stuff that the girls use it's about me the girls right. it's about me whereas the chaps thing is about what i can afford so it's the car you know the the watch mm. the trappings yes the credit cards shoes yeah and mm. yes well polished shoes but what else can they do I and mean, do you think that that flicking back the hair thing is 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 interesting from them well it depends how many times they do it if it becomes like a, a tick then it's kind of distracting but once or twice because then you see their arms and it's like hmm, okay uh, it was quite funny actually um there was i was giving out um promotional cards what for uh for our podcast uh-huh. uh, down at the riverfront in greenwich yesterday and there was a lady with very mirrored flat mirrored sunglasses so it was completely flat and mirrored and bronzed okay so you could see i could see myself perfectly mm. so i went up to her and i said are you looking for a narcissistic boyfriend <laughs> she said what do you mean i said well you know obviously when when i'm looking at you i'm actually looking at myself right which would appeal to a narcissistic type is that what you're looking for and suddenly i think she she had a slight rethink about whether this was a good idea you know yeah rather than gazing into her eyes yeah, but what about fluttering your eyelids? Uh, I mean, a smile is probably better than fluttering your eyelids. Yeah, what about blushing? Blushing is cute. What does blushing, get... what does blushing mean? Well, to me, I don't... It's don't, when don't, you feel... avoid the, don't avoid the question. What does blushing mean? The exact term or the way it makes me feel? No, why do women blush? Because they they feel vulnerable. They feel like, oh, someone's like giving me the flutters. Yeah, it's a sign of interest, isn't it? Yes, yes. And girls are quite bad at disguising blushing. Oh, yeah. I mean, they put on blusher, Mm. don't they? Why do they do that? So then they look like they're always blushing. So then they look like they're showing interest. (laughs) <laughs> well, it looks like they're permanently interested in, in something <laughs> yeah do you think blushing is a some girls have a problem with blushing too easily don't they you know? oh yes my friend used to get a, a rash on her neck she just this red mean, but in response to in response to what fancying uh, a guy or yeah at sometimes if someone was really into her and she you could see her and you're like oh god she's <laughs> She's getting nervous. <laughs> what about dilated pupils? Oh. That's another sign looked, of interest, isn't it? I've not looked that hard into people's eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible. When someone starts to flirt with me, I kind of tense up and panic. And, yeah, it, it's 
it's really quite unnerving. And I try and think to myself, I was saying, I was giving out promotional cards the other night and I thought some guy was coming over to get my number. Yeah. And as he stood quite close to me, in my head, my first thoughts are like, I'm going to marry this person, blah, 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 all the stupid stuff. And, and then I was like, is he actually going to ask for my number? Because he's made me feel really like on edge, but kind of interested to see where this is going to go. And then he didn't ask for my number. So what did he want? He wanted to tell me about how to make our, <laughs> our promo cards better. Mm. Which could have been a, a way to get my number, but he didn't ask, so... You should have just said, why don't we come back to my place and discuss this? <laughs> um, okay, well, look, we've talked a bit about how to make yourself attractive to somebody, but why don't we switch tack for a minute mm. and show, you know, what are the signs to show that you're not interested or worse still? Ah. And let's just tackle that. Well, I'm quite good at that because when I am interested, it comes off that I'm not interested. Really? Yes. How do you provide these mixed signals then, confusing ah. signals? Well, I will probably slap them on the arm like a mate. <laughs> I will... Uh, I will then go from being really open and light-hearted to... A bit cold. My brother's called me the ice queen actually at times when he's noticed like a guy taking interest in me and then I I uh yeah, I I kind of freeze up and be a bit uh cold towards them. And I don't think it's ever really intentional. I think it's a safeguarding hmm. reflex. But is it just body language and, and, and signs, or is it language, words as well? Oh, no, the words will still come out the same. So it's but body it's, language. It's mostly, and, yeah, yeah. Win wincing, turning away, um, stiffness, yeah. Uh, yeah, glazing over. Or if they try to touch me, I'll... I'll recoil. Yes. Yeah, mm. well... I, mean, I think this is the point we, we did discuss earlier, you know, all the, all the ways you can try and invite or attract somebody, or encourage them, make yourself appealing, make yourself noticed by um, non-verbal communication, body language, signs. But now is the time to look at the, you know, the, the V sign, really. It starts with the V sign, doesn't it? The two fingers. Whoa! The F off. Oh, really? We're going there. That is we, a strong sign. We are going there. And it reminds me of a discussion. I used to work at a merchant bank. Yeah. I always remember that, you know, there, there were endless arguments in the merchant bank, any bank really, about mm. bonuses. And they paid people a lot of money as a basic salary, but the real issue was bonuses, you know, handing yeah. out the profits. And, and there was endless arguments about who had really got the deal, who knew the client, the thing they did, it's like an assist in football, and, you know, not just the guy that put it in the back of the net. And, it was, and so on one occasion, the head of the department called um, me in with, uh, with the guy that was competing for the bit of the bonus we were arguing about. Mm. And um, we rehearsed our arguments in front of George and it wasn't going anywhere. And George said to me, Daniel, couldn't you make some sort of a gesture to Chris? Right. And I turned to Chris, gave him the two fingers. Oh. Said, there you go, George. Yeah. That's not what he was hoping for, I don't think. But that's, yeah. that is a gesture. 
It is a gesture. A, a rude gesture. Yeah, I don't think I've used it like with intent. Yeah. Only jokingly. And actually, it's quite funny. A few weeks ago, my housemates and I created a, a saying. We were talking about different finger positions in not a crude way. And uh, relating it to streets nearby. So then I gave him the middle finger and told him to go to Upper Broccoli. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of finger work, really. Yeah. It's a very unfortunate expression there, maybe. But, <laughs> but yeah, and there's also the, um, the, the elbow being bent. Oh, yes. And the other arm being inserted into the crook of the elbow and tightened mm. as the arm, you know... That's another version of that, isn't it? That is. Or there's the uh, the classic Friends from the Friends comedy show where yep. they put both hands behind their neck and they flap their elbows together <laughs> in annoyance. And yeah, I guess well, what, that. What does that this, mean? Uh, I think it's just telling someone to like piss off or like go away. It's or... kind of, sort of more friendly than the ones I've been yeah. referring to. Yes, yes. And uh, I like the classic fish shake when you're driving. Yes, my dad used to do it all the time. Really? Yes. Can you drive it? He wasn't a middle finger or two finger kind of guy. He'd yeah. just do the a very stern shake at the fist above the steering wheel to the other driver. And they probably think, what's that old git doing? And I'm like, mm. I'd put my fist up at the back as well and join dad in support. <laughs> well, there, there are some, we need to take this slightly international, I feel. Right. To explore, you know, how other cultures indicate this. Yeah, so there's the Italian one, mm. which you were just doing, which is involves lifting your head up so that the skin under your chin is taut. Yeah. Because in my case, that's quite a long way. In your case, maybe not so far, but the double chin does cause a slight problem. But I can get to the point where it is taut enough. And then with your right hand, in my case, the back of the hand, just running your fingers from the throat to the off the chin and just brush ride, the hand off yeah several times it's what what does that mean do you know what that means fuck off <laughs> you don't want to say it do you it's the f word yeah. <laughs> it's the f word it feels quite nice so i guess maybe that's why people go for a, a nice hot shave what do yeah. they call it yeah hot flannel yeah you just keep brushing yeah. Well, I think, I think you know, I use that quite a lot, actually. Um, Do you? Yeah, and if they don't understand what it means, it's even better, because they know it's something bad, mm. but they don't know how bad, you know. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's very dismissive. Yeah. You know, that kind of flick of the hand, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's, it's treating the other person as a sort of flea, you know, some annoying little insect in your life. You know, go away. F yeah. off. Yeah. Why don't you just F off and die? Whoa. Whoa. Well, that's really harsh. Um, then the French do this shrug thing, don't they? Mm. Um, you know, this kind of, which involves turning your hands outwards and raising your shoulders. Uh, and, you know. There's an emoji like that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then there are also ones for being stupid, aren't there? When we were school kids, we used to have this thing where you stuck your index finger out and twisted it on your temple. Oh, crazy fool. Yeah. Is that still going? Uh, in a bit mad. Yeah, I think so. I, yeah, I've used it. Yep. So yeah, and then there's the the classic thumb to oh, the yeah. nose. Oh yeah, no, 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 no,
wiggling your hands. <laughs> Daniel, let's not be so immature. What about sticking your tongue out? Oh, yes. I don't really stick my tongue out at people. I don't think it's... it's... I mean, when, when does that stop being acceptable? Kids do it. Yeah, they? kids do that. I lot. do it to kids. I feel that's very uh, playful. Yeah. What point can you do? You, because sticking your tongue out later in life could be misunderstood. Mm. I mean, it starts to have other implications, doesn't it? It does. But uh, there's that great scene in in Scarface where you know he's still not quite made it. He's with some mate in Miami, and he, he, his his friend thinks this is the way to attract the interest of beautiful young American bikini-clad girls. You know, it's, it doesn't work out very well, actually. No, no. Now let's 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 just interpose a little bit here. So you, we're in the car. Your dad's doing the shaking of the fist. Mm-hmm. I think that is a bit old school, actually. I think these days they use the fingers more. Yeah, well, he was an old guy, so. I had a very satisfactory moment with the horn yesterday. Oh yes. Oh. In the did car. He, did he press hard on it? And it was somebody, long... somebody was blocking me in a in a in a crosshatched box. You know, they shouldn't have been in the box. Oh god, yeah. Just without their exit being clear, and they were blocking the traffic, and I just laid into the horn. I'm going to sit there quietly. Mm. No, and I feel as Brits, we don't use our horn as much as we should do. I've been planning to use my horn for a long time, but it's not going anywhere, is it? No. Mm. Um, no, no, oh, I've spotted that. So, now what about the nice gestures when someone lets you in whilst you're driving? Ah. How do you show appreciation? Well, it's the flip of the, the hand. Ha- the hand up, the, the hand flat up, of the hand yeah. up, yeah. So they mean just, With a, a nod. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I probably do two nods. There's like great appreciation. Yeah. Or a, a thumbs up. Sometimes if it's you feel like you've had a connection, you know, you don't have flirted. Once. A thumb up. Yes, you're right. Thumbs a up. Thumbs up. Yeah. And you're like, all right, there. Yeah, thanks. All right, mate. Yeah. yeah. Thumbs up. What about a little ripple of applause, even? A ripple of applause. Does that work for you? I mean, I love a clap. <laughs> <laughs> Not <Yeah>. the clap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, you saved me the, the pain of saying that. Oh dear, a, a little round of applause. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good sign. And there's a one-handed it. clap. You know, that doesn't. That's a bit of a criticism, really, isn't it? The one-handed clap. It doesn't. It's not a clap, of course. Oh, okay. That's a slap. Yeah. Right. Got you. Um, <laughs> you love it when I'm quick, don't you, Tango? <laughs> when you finish my sentences for me. So what else? What else can you do to show? You know, let's just move to the restaurant for a minute. Mm-hmm. I have found a whole new semiological vocabulary. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What words I'm using today? Um, I'm gonna find out that the two classics are that you want the bill, right? How do you show that? Uh, you just do a little squiggle in the air. A squiggle in the air. As if you're writing a signature. So I don't know why it is a squiggle. Oh, because you're signing the check, isn't it? Yeah, well, that could be mistaken. In Bulgaria, when I was there, they thought that was, can I take your order? Oh. And they thought that was coming, they came along with a notebook and a pen. Oh. What can I get you, sir? So don't you just point to the place setting if you want to do an order? You could do. I mean, I have made a valiant effort, which has been largely unsuccessful, Right. to signal in a restaurant. Because it's, it's a bit of a bore for the the waiter to come all the way over for something that you could have just said much more simply. Yeah. You know, I mean, just, just trying to save them 
all that effort. Mm. And so I will just take an empty bottle of wine, for instance, and put it on my head. Oh. You see? Um, and that means I want another bottle of wine. That's good and very funny. Or any, anything on my head. You know, a jug of water. A baguette. I mean, I've got this whole system which my family live in fear of about attracting attention in restaurants. Right. Without saying anything. And, um, and you know, obviously the best thing is to flag the passing waiter, you know, in some way. And often they don't notice you. I'm, I find that quite irritating. Mm. So I've got a system for getting their attention. And I found that if you drop a piece of cutlery on the floor, the clanging noise, yeah. and the thought, the thought that you might not have an implement that you can eat with, you right. know, produces an immediate reaction. Oh, so yeah. a lot of restaurants do have hard floors. Obviously, if it was carpeted, this isn't going to work, but no. very few carpets to be found. You'd have to drop all your cutlery for it. Well, I, well, I have a system. Carpet. You know, if the, if the if the spoon doesn't work, mm. then the next thing will be a plate, <gasps> and then ultimately the glass, of course. Oh, no, but the plate and the glass is what we're trying to put in our handbags. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, don't remind me of that. So yes, there is a way of um, of, of attracting attention by you know breaking things yeah and the, the funny thing is if you break something they, they there's never any accusation mm. it's always I'm terribly sorry let me get you another glass let me get you another plate let me replace your spoon and it's instant you know it's kind of like woof, everything yeah. else is is forgotten and there's this flurry of activity right I mean, it's a bit mean isn't it you know and I, I, I do try and just sort of signal by yeah. waving frantically <laughs> both arms in a most undignified manner, you know, to uh -huh. catch their peripheral vision. But I think a lot of waiters are just on a mission. Oh, yeah. You know, they're going to do that thing and they're not going to be distracted by your frantic mm. waving. Yes, but maybe you look quite comical waving and they're like, actually, let's just keep him waving like that for a little while. It's free entertainment for the whole room. Yes. Well, I, I don't know. If, yes, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that but, I'm the... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a bad joke. But no, it's, uh, it is highly annoying when you you start off nicely trying to get their attention. And then you're like, hello, hello. And then by the time you're like two... So that was me putting hello with one hand up with a little, a little Queen Elizabeth wave. And then by the end of it, you've got double hands up. Like, what am I going to do to get service in here? I've told you, drop something on the floor. Drop something on the floor, but I didn't know that before. So I just clang, go clang, clang. double hands in the air. Or I get up and walk straight over and say, oh, I'm, I guess I'm going to have to uh, put this order through myself, aren't I? Yeah, I mean, another thing that I've had to try and develop recently, it's a, it's a trend generally in restaurants that they're very noisy because... There's no soft furnishings. They've got a hard floor, mm. um, no curtains, no cushions. You know, just everything's hard, and so sound bounces around. Yeah. And if you're ever in the downstairs part of a restaurant with a low ceiling, it's deafening, isn't it? Yeah. The amount of noise. I remember getting up on one occasion and just saying, you know, tapping my glass. That's another thing you can do, actually. Mm -hmm. Holding, if you've got a good glass, yeah. tapping it with a with a knife mm. or something. And eventually people do stop. Have you they noticed do. that? Yes. That's yeah. another bit of non-verbal communication. Non they all think you're going to make a speech, though. Yes, And I do. was going to make a speech. Oh. And the speech went something like this. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but I'm finding it quite hard to have a normal conversation because everyone seems to be screaming at each other. Now, maybe we could just try to have a more hushed 
local conversation because what, what we're actually doing is just competing with each other yeah. to be heard over the general din and it isn't really working very well. Maybe just let's scale it all back. Yeah. Try and have a hushed conversation and that will work for everybody. You know, we'll just have to be a little bit more considerate. And they weren't nodding, you know, everyone's nodding. I think this is a great idea. Yeah. I wish I'd thought of that. If I, I wished I'd had the gumption to mm. stand up in a public restaurant and make that speech. And then we all start with nice hushed whispered conversation. But gradually it gets louder and louder yeah. until they're screaming at each other oh, gosh. again. Yeah. What is it? I have no idea. Now, I need a sign mm. to show that I can't stand it anymore. Do you think standing up, holding my hands over both ears... Should do the would, job. ...would do the trick? And you walking think... around? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we need something, don't we? Yeah. That, yeah, you see people do that on the tube when it gets too noisy, they cover their ears. Yeah, that think... screaming turn on the, mm. on, on, on the Piccadilly line. Yeah. Those, where the wheels, this is metal on metal, and it's a screaming turn, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Some people really can't take that they noise. No. And you know, that sign is like, whoa, this is way too much for me. This can't cope. Urgh. Yes. Now, how do you signal that somebody should go before you in any sort of situation? Oh. You're making way for them, you know. Well, I do this quite regally. I will do it like a footman. Oh, you, oh, right. With a bow. With a bow. And I... With a sweeping... Oh. Under, they can't see that, but... No, uh, so I... There's I'm, a sort of sweeping hand gesture as if you're opening something. Yes, and I may tuck one hand behind my back and say, after you. Yes. And then do the, the tilt from the head from one side to the other as if... That's them moving, transitioning, and going. You're giving them the nod. Oh, mm -hmm. giving them the nod. Giving them the nod. I mean, even that, even that is a bit of body language, isn't yeah. it? I mean, there's no, no, no when you shake your yeah. head mm. violently. Whilst, oh. And I taught my granddaughter, Aria, this. Oh, what did you do? That not only do you shake your head and say no, 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 but you waggle oh. your index finger. No, 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 which we've done in How to Say No, isn't it? Yeah. But I mean, uh, you know, but wagging, but we didn't deal with the body language that's associated with it because we're now saying that actually that's what people notice. The word no yeah. is a small part of the sense yeah. of disapproval or yeah. rejection. So the way, the, the, the shaking of the head and the wagging mm. of the finger, but wagging fingers is a, is a general form of disapproval, isn't it? Yes. I mean, your dad was shaking his fist. Mm -hmm. That's kind of anger. But just yeah. wagging the finger is a sort of more gentle reproving gesture isn't it like that is. you know sort of like a parent to a child or a stranger to a young person who's behaving badly no you can't behave like that yeah. with the wag the wagging of the finger but if it was a strong stern no yeah in there'd be a, yeah, be a slap slap around the face both sides <laughs> i was gonna say it would be a slam down of one finger you just throw that arm and you're like no and you keep that finger there and you look at them right in the face and you're like don't mess with me and your eyebrows go up eyebrows tell a lot as well yeah what well, raising eyebrows mm. yeah as in sort of surprise surprise yeah uh, what else? about when you um hold your hand as a gun oh yeah you know sort of so i'm pointing a gun at you now yeah i got the fingers at me, the shotgun yeah. fingers the other Yeah, I mean, it's a bit threatening, isn't it? You yeah. Know, the gun gesture. Although there's the one where you point the gun at your own temple, your own mm. forehead. Yeah. Which is kind of like, I can't take this anymore. I'm, you know. Like, done with myself. <laughs> 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 it 
this is that's the sort of you know you might do that as a joke if somebody was just being extremely boring mm. uh, like at a meeting yeah going back to the meeting situation somebody was just barging on endlessly mm-hmm. you might go around the back of them yeah and just put the gun to your head motion you know yeah as if you're about to shoot yourself if they go on and everyone will try not to laugh mm. yeah. um now what was that film uh, to think of something here um the full monty oh yeah do you remember there's a scene in that where somebody's doing a rehearsal and they're all up there high sort of just doing you know weird signs and things to try and put him off his stride i don't remember, remember that, that scene, scene but it's such a good film such a hilarious scene oh i'll have to re-watch it yeah but what signs were they doing they uh, were i can't remember yeah they were just doing Probably, were they being quite vulgar? Yeah, probably doing the wanker thing. Yeah, you know, that, that sort of um, jerking yeah. movement. I um, had that sign at me at this today, actually. Really? I was getting some serious abuse from a neighbour. Oh yeah. And sh- she was. Well, this is girl on girl. Yeah. And what? What? So what? What was she doing? She got both hands, palms flat, flicked her arms down to her crotch, and was like, "Suck my." You know, the what? Word. No, no, I don't know. What? what? Just suck my what? Suck my dick. I was like, wait a minute. What? Oh, is this a transgender joke? Oh, God. <laughs> oh dear. No, she was saying this with venom. I was like, don't worry, guys. I'm safe. She just suffers from mental health issues. But yeah, I was like, whoa. And my com- comeback was, okay, drop your pants and let me at it. Woo! Yeah. So yeah, that classic. Im- that I think that fling, flick down of the arms with the hands going into the like a pelvic thrust used to be a like when I was a teenager guys used to do that as like some kind of greeting to each other. Really? Yeah. Shawing. Right. It's probably from some stupid film, but uh, yeah. But then this time I saw it today, and she was like. New York lady, she's like, come on, suck my dick, and yeah, I was like, okay, <coughs> she's not greeting me or welcoming me home, yeah, so that's a different sign, or yeah, you've got the classic, uh, <laughs> hand gesture to say wanker. Yeah, that's what I, I already referenced that. Yes, yes, which is quite a good one. I mean, there, there, some, the point needs to be made here, that some of these gestures are made so that the victim or the, mm. you know, the subject of this can see what you're doing. Yeah. But the funnier ones is when they can't. So somebody else is doing it behind them. Behind them. You know, holding up the rabbit's ears. Yeah. Um, that's quite a friendly one, but you yeah. know, there's plenty of other ones. That is a funny one. Actually, someone did that behind uh, someone else's head in the photo I'm in, and I look back and I go, ha ha, that's actually really funny. And it's so immature, but yeah, classic. Yeah, well, I think this, I think this is testing the the whole proposition that, that, that there are things you can do that don't make any noise mm. so the somebody is unaware because they can't hear anything yeah but the person viewing from a different side can see what you're doing and it's sort of tempting them to um you know laugh yeah and then the, then that will expose the the trick you see it's a it's a sort of exercise in self-control really Mm. You, if you want to see the person facing the subject, yeah. can they control themselves if you do a whole lot of crazy things behind? Mm. And you sometimes get that when I, I get that, and I know when I used to try and arrange the family 
right. in ranks yeah. for, for group photographs, shots, okay. you know, for, for family shots. So you get the small people at the front, and then yeah. the middle people and the large people. And I know that the large people were doing pranky yeah. things, oh. you know, to the ones okay. in front, and uh. they couldn't see. Yes, but even the arranging of getting people in order is a lot of arm gestures, yeah. like pointing and lifting your arms higher to say, you guys at the back, and then your palms come out and you, you uh, it's like a, a wave motion, isn't it? Scooping under to say, come forward, come forward, and then you're pushing to the side as if you've got an imaginary rock, move out, move out, no, go lower, the hands are flapping, going down, so that the body does tell a lot yeah what's a calming down thing if you see an argument what's a, a calming down gesture oh, yeah you're moment? pressing the hands down and you're like you're giving the the, the gaze to each other calm down everyone it's a soft yeah, gentle soft to both hands being yes. lowered mm. you know, gently yeah do we know how any of these things work in different parts of the world i mean are they, it must be these things wouldn't work internationally, would they, a lot of them? You might find that I think you do them... one thing in one place, but when you go to another, they, they think you've done something appalling. Oh. Do you not think that could happen? It could happen, yes. We should yeah. probably freeze the action and, and have a look now at some examples of that. Well, actually... You know I how good you are at doing real-time research. When I was driving around California, I'm a very considerate driver, and I'd let people out, so I'd flash my lights... And someone informed me that you shouldn't flash your lights to let people go because it's like a gang sign to say, look, there's the target. And I was like, oh, I was just innocently letting someone out from the junction. So that was, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, noted. Don't flash in California. Unless you're trying to get on the casting couch. <laughs> well, I, I've decided to do what you do, Sarah. And... Um looked online at what they call the 10 common hand gestures gestures that are easily misunderstood abroad. Right, here we go. Number one. Um, now, let's see. Thumbs up in Thailand. This gesture of agreement or approval is an easy reflex when language barriers are at play. Try to avoid it in Thailand, though, where it is a sign of condemnation. It's typically a child's gesture. The Thai equivalent of sticking out your tongue. People will likely be bemused um, if you if you slip up. Mm. That's a good one to avoid. Yeah. Um, beckoning in the Philippines. Curling your index finger to say, come here, is no-no in many Asian countries. In the Philippines, this gesture is only used for dogs. Oh. To use it with a person is derogatory, suggesting that you see them as subservient or inferior. Mm. Patting on the head in Sri Lanka. An open palm pat on the head of a child is a gesture of fondness in North America. If you need to get a child's attention, it's also the easiest place to tap them. In the Buddha faith, though, the top of the head is the highest point of the body, and it's where the spirit exists. To touch the top of a person's head is highly invasive mm. for children and adults alike. Avoid this in any country with a predominant Muslim... Oh, I meant Buddhist. Buddhist. Population. Oh. A-OK -okay in France. Making a circle with your thumb and forefinger means great or fine. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. In North America, it also, it's also used by scuba divers to communicate that there are no problems. Yeah. In France, however, this gesture means zero. Ah. Unless your motions to a French scuba motioning 
to a French scuba diver. You might be accidentally communicating, communicating that something or someone is worthless. Ooh. A bad idea when trying to compliment a chef on your meal. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's an important one to avoid then when in France. Yes. Bullhorns in Italy. North Americans raise their index and pinky fingers like bullhorns when they want to rock and roll all night or cheer on a sports team with a name like Cowboys or Longhorns. Mm. In Italy, think twice before making this motion, especially when standing right behind a man. <laughs> there, this cuckold gesture means that a man's wife is being unfaithful and he is a fool because of it. Incidentally, this gesture is quite common at Italian sports matches too, although it usually it's usually used to um, indicate a referee's bad call. There you go. Sorry for wow. reading out a whole string no, of that them. No, that It just shows you, you know, the dangers of this. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Hopefully we will take note of all of that. Keep that little bit of wisdom that we've learned today with all these signs. You can use my flirting or deflecting techniques whenever you want. If you need any personal well, tuition. Actually, yes. Do drop me a line and I can send you a video. <laughs> And if you need to work on your wiggle going up the stairs, I highly recommend you reach out to Daniel. <laughs> well, I think that, that holding your thumb and first finger in a circle and pursing your lips. Mm. You oh, know, that, that's mm. a great sound. You know, as in delicious. Yeah. And how, was your, how was your meal? You know, yeah. I need to work on it. Yeah. You know. The more we look at this subject, mm. the more it grows in front yeah. of us. We just never even stop to think how many, no, how I many didn't. signs there were, and you know. So all this, I mean, really, you can almost get by in life without talking. Mm. Maybe what I need to do next time I find myself in the in the basement area of a of a very noisy restaurant, less talking, it, it, more action, is just hand out my laminated signs. Sign language, you know, sort of quick sign language, uh, information card, mm. so that people don't have to talk so much. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, there could be a sign for, you know, I've really not enjoyed this meal, I never want to see you again. Like, that could be, yeah. that could be useful. Mm. Or is it's about time you paid the bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could come up with a whole new set of signs that you know, yeah. useful for restaurants. And I do find it very interesting watching Deaf people uh, use sign language and communicate to each other. It's, yeah, I tried to pick up a few bits. But I, I think that's all we've got time for today, Daniel. Have you got something to finish off with? Actually, Sarah, there is one thing, and um, maybe I've saved the best till last. But I, I'm, whenever I'm trying to interest Jane in, in you know, a bit of hanky-panky, should we call it? And um, what I do is I always raise my eyes upwards. So I'm sort of, my face stays motionless, my head stays motionless, but my eyes rise to the top of their sockets as if I'm looking up. Right. There's always this implication that that's where the bedroom is. Aha. Because it, it, it doesn't work so well when you're on the level with the bedroom, but it still has become, you know, effectively the, would you, you know, do you fancy a bit? Mm. And of course, you can now do that at dinner parties and so forth. You know, if you're finding... A dinner party or something is a bit boring. I just find myself doing the look up at the ceiling number, you know, only with my eyes, of course, not turning my whole head up. Mm. 
Oh, this um, might be awkward next time I'm round for dinner and I see your eyes go up and I'm like, thank you very much, I'll be leaving now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my key to exit. <laughs> I think we might have to have a part two to this. I, mean, I think we've just left so much stuff, you know, unexpressed, not unsaid. Yeah. And maybe we will look more at the international implications of all this. Mm, so yeah. that people don't get themselves in a tiz when they travel, whenever that happens next. Anyway, that was my last thought on the subject, Sarah. Fantastic. What we should do is talk about zodiac signs another day, though. Oh, yes, yes. So, zodiac signs, tune in. But for now, we'd like to thank you for listening to us. What's the show called again? Homespun um, Wisdom. Yeah, oh, God. Um, talks yeah. with my neighbour. I know, it's something... Yeah, with me, remember. Daniel Confino, and... You, Sarah Sharman. <laughs> Thank have, we, you. have we got that confused? <laughs> wow, just keep bringing that humour, don't we? Until next time, ciao for now. Bye!